With Tyreek Hill now being the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history, that means a lot of things for two teams. What are those things? And what is the most impactful offseason move we've seen to date? All that more on this episode of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Troll. I forgot that part. Alex Clancy, Tyler Rowland, Locked On NFL Thursday. Follow him at TikTok Titans and check him out every day for all your Tennessee Titans news Monday through Friday. Check me out at Clancy's Corner uh, and for all your Arizona Cardinals news. Monday through Friday. Thanks for making Locked On NFL your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. We got a lot of we we got a lot of a juice to talk about here. And listen, <laughs> yeah. the Tyreek Hill trade from the Chiefs to the Dolphins. Cool. That's the what. We're gonna expound upon the why and what's next. Also, there have been a lot of moves this offseason, whether it be via trade or free agency around the NFL. The NFL just looked at the NBA free agency and said, okay, you had fun. Now we're taking over something mm-hmm. else on top of what we already have with the monopoly that is the NFL. Okay, <laughs> right. Tyler's going to run down what the trade was exactly. Uh, Tyreek Hill is now the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history. The Chiefs got a lot of picks and what oh, yeah. they're going to do with them from now into the future, we're going to discuss in the second segment. First, centralized around Miami. They have arguably a top two wide receiver in the NFL. He's not a traditional Mm -hmm. outside wide receiver. He's not a traditional slot receiver, which is what he should be for his stature. But what we do know is he and Jalen Waddle are the two fastest wide receivers in the NFL on one team. And now it's going to be up to Tua Tugaviola to really spread this offense out because, oh boy, Oberto, that dude has got some weapons now. Yeah, he absolutely does. So the official terms of the trade – Tyreek Hill going to the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, for five draft picks. The 2022 first-round pick of the Dolphins, that's number 29. A second-round pick, which will be number 50. A fourth-round pick in this year's draft. On top of that, they will be sending a fourth and a sixth-round pick from 2023. Along with all of those picks, they are giving Tyreek Hill a four-year, $120 million dollar extension including 72.2 million dollars guaranteed so Miami makes a monster investment not only with picks but also with money uh just just a huge move from the Dolphins who are truly trying to surround uh Tua with a- as much weaponry as possible this comes off there uh after last night they signed Teron Armstead to be their left tackle. They've added uh, Connor Williams to play guard as well. They made some other additions at running back and on the O-line. I mean, the Dolphins have gone all out this offseason to make this team better. And I guess, Alex, just from your perspective, how good does this make Miami now? And do you have any concerns? The first thing that I thought of was, oh, man, what if they drafted Justin Herbert? Like, that's the first thing I thought. That's what everybody thought. You know what I mean? Because it would have been the same. They're both still on the rookie scale contracts. Right. So it would have been been 100% feasible and Mm -hmm. doable to do this 
And you look at what Justin Herbert could have done with this offense. Now, two is the biggest question mark, not only because of his play on the field, but because of his injury history, obviously. He had the hip in his last year in Alabama. He's had injury concerns. He's somewhat frail, more than what we've seen from the quarterback position for high-impact makers in history. That's not to say this won't work. Now he's got an offensive line that's not Swiss cheese. And what we saw from Miami a handful of years ago, mostly on the defense with Byron Jones and Kyle Van Noy, they will throw some, some money around to bring in free agents. And this is just tipping the scale for the AFC East and AFC West. That's what that's what excites me a little bit because we haven't seen more of a transformation from two AFC divisions. I know there's only four than the AFC East after Tom Brady left and the AFC West now with the cavalcade of moves we've seen this offseason that now has kind of softened the Chiefs window, which blows my mind. And we'll talk about the Chiefs yeah. in the second segment. But for the Dolphins specifically, this makes them a player, okay? They've got one of the best corners in the league. They've got a good safety duo. Who knows what they're going to do in the draft? They still have two first-round picks in 2023. They've got Chase yeah. Evans now. They have 38 other running backs. They have one Raheem of the better pass-catching yeah. tight ends. You know, they have – this is an all-star roster. Mm-hmm. And it really comes down to what Tua Tagovailoa can do with it. Yeah, well, also, not only Tua, but what excites me the most is Mike McDaniel. I mean, Mike McDaniel in San Francisco was a king of yards after catch. And listen, I have my own concerns about Tua. He's not a great deep ball thrower. He doesn't have elite arm strength. But if you got a guy like that, why don't you get him some of the best yak weapons in the NFL and Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill and have him throw those short passes and let those guys take it 70 yards to the house like we know we're capable of. Uh, it, like I said, in San Francisco, Mike McDaniel was incredibly creative with his offensive packages and getting the guys the ball that that should be getting the ball. He mentioned it in his press conference that he's addicted to getting the ball to guys who should have the ball in their hands and will create in space. So you got a good offensive mind. you got great offensive weapons. The only question here is, and it's finally time to, to do this, can Tua get it done? And I just want to throw this in as a guy who covers the Cardinals. Kyler Murray has expressed some displeasure with the organization, if Kyler Murray were to move on at any point in time or be the next disgruntled quarterback to be traded, boy, Miami with those two 2023 uh, first-round picks next offseason, if Tua blows it, man, I could see the Dolphins making that move for Kyler Murray and really becoming a juggernaut. Right now, how would you rank the top three teams in the AFC East? The Bills, probably at number one. What would you go from there? I don't think it's changed because you I don't trust like the Tua. Patriots over the Dolphins. Yeah. That's where I'm at too. This yeah. is all great. I like the roster they're building. I like the coach, but I just don't believe in Tua as a top tier starter in the NFL. Uh, he's he's an Andy Dalton type guy at best, um, and and that makes me a little bit worried for Miami, even if they add all of these great weapons. Yeah, I mean, like. We're going to find out, like, it's so cool. It's so, like, this storyline, cool. The trade's fine, okay? You know, this stuff is becoming commonplace. The DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins trade for a second and a fourth kind of looks silly now. And and, and the, the uh, Texans ate $20 million of David Johnson's contract. Um, we're really going to see how important the quarterback is because Tyreek Hill with the Dolphins and Devontae Adams, even though he's going to mm-hmm. his college quarterback in, in, in Vegas – they ain't Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. So we're really yep. going to see not only how good these receivers are, but how important 
an elite quarterback is to the production of a wide receiver. Now, what we saw with Jalen Waddle last year, he was a fantasy darling towards the second half of the season. He had Jarvis Landry-like numbers in 2021, like on a 2021 scale, where it wasn't nine catches for 46 yards. It was 12 catches for 98 yards and a touchdown. Like, if you're yeah. going to see that kind of production from, from Tyreek Hill also just on the second level, and Devontae Parker on the outside, and Cedric Wilson, who's a burner, and Mike Sicki up the gut, and all mm-hmm. those running backs, and that offensive line that's improved, what the hell are we doing here? Like, it, it truly looks like this team could be built for special things. And I would try and trade Tua immediately. Like, like if you have – I don't know if they thought they could pull this off. What we saw from Adam Schefter was the Jets offered a far lighter package. Yeah. And, like, for Tua, I don't know where the money would be. I'm not a capologist. I don't cover the Dolphins. Check out Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. They do a fantastic job over there. Or Kyle Krabs, sorry. Joe Marino's draft dudes. Um, I would 100% look around the NFL and say, you know what? If the window is three years to win, because that's what it looks like nowadays. Patriots' years are gone. Look at what happens to the Packers. You win a bunch of games in a bad division, but it doesn't doesn't lead to much. What can they do to improve the quarterback position? Like, that's not out of the realm now, right? Because we're in silly season now. They traded for Tyreek Hill. I just think with every, everything that's happened, they don't really have any options this year. Everyone who's moved has moved. There isn't a lot of uh, room for improvement right now. I'd just ride two out and see how he does with this good roster around him. And then next year, you have the ammunition to make a move if you need to. But uh, with that being said, obviously, there are two sides of this story. There is the Miami Dolphins side. There is the Kansas City side. So we'll dive into the Kansas City, uh, I guess, feelings, the Kansas City moves that need to happen from here uh, after Alex tells you about our good friends over at betonline.net. So the thing is, March Madness returns today. Like, thank you, NFL, for being my pacifier between meals as a baby (laughs) of NCAA tournament action. We forget how crazy this past weekend was jumping into the sweet 16 remember this remember this because we're like we're in like week eight of the nfl season in the ncaa tournament where it's going to be gone before you know it cherish this betonline.net is going to be able to help you do that from all the latest odds contests and player props betonline.net's number one source for all your sports betting needs and info BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball, man. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. NFL fans, it is a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Big time NFL news. Tyreek Hill traded to the Miami Dolphins for a cavalcade of draft picks, getting a new extension. We just talked about the Miami Dolphins kind of side of things and the thought process there, but now we got to flip that over to the team that got all those draft picks and didn't pay all that money. The Kansas City Chiefs, before we get into it, got to thank you guys for making the Locked On NFL Podcast your first listen every day. Make sure that you check out the Locked On NFL Podcast on YouTube. Subscribe over there. Smash that notification bell. Throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching on YouTube right now. But we talked about the Dolphins. Now, 
looking at Kansas City, I got to say, we can get into the details. We'll talk about what they can do next. But I think, like you mentioned in the first segment, this really puts a damper on what we consider Kansas City's window. And this is another thing that I wanted to say while, while you were talking about Tua and the Dolphins roster and what they could do. One of my favorite parts about sports is if you have a theory, you have an argument, you have a debate, you have whatever, two sides of a coin, you get your answer. We're going to watch the games. We're going to see it play out, and we are going to get our answer. There's been a little bit of a chicken and egg conversation with the Chiefs. Is it Patrick Mahomes making you know a late-round wide receiver and Travis Kelsey look good, or is it Andy Reid, Tyreek Hill, and... Travis Kelsey making Patrick Mahomes look all-world most talented quarterback ever when in reality, he was just pretty good. What is it? Is it the chicken or is it the egg? Well, Travis Kelsey is going to be 33 years old. Last year, we saw people, I hate when people say they figured him out, they figured him out. I don't know if that's real, but we saw people play defense better against the Chiefs offense than we've seen in quite some time. So you have an aging Travis Kelsey who dealt with some injury stuff last year. You have a young offensive line who who knows if they can repeat what they did again. You have a defense that has some serious question marks on it at cornerback after losing Traverius Ford, at edge rusher, Melvin Ingram's still a free agent. Frank Clark has been up and down since he came to Kansas City. Uh, I mean, all of that together, how great is Patrick Mahomes really? We are going to get our answer. So I I personally think, you know, Kansas City, if they didn't have the money to do it, then whatever. And we can talk, oh, the salary cap isn't real. The salary cap isn't real. But every now and then some moves get made and you're like, oh, dang, why'd they do that? And it's the money with these teams kicking the can down the road. And again, we look at it's tough to win when you have a top five paid quarterback. I do believe that we've never seen a team win with a top five quarterback salary win the Super Bowl. I mean, it's just very difficult to do. We could talk about, you know, funging the cap all we want. It is possible, but, you know, the the chickens come home to roost at some point in time. So if Kansas City didn't have the money to sign Tyreek Hill back, well, then so be it. But, man, just on its face in a vacuum, this seems like a terrible decision by Kansas City, regardless of the draft picks that they get, because no matter who they draft, It's not going to be a one-of-one generational speed type player like Tyreek Hill that fit like a glove to Patrick Mahomes in that Chiefs offense. I mean, do you think it's as much of a disaster for Kansas City as I do, or do you think I'm being a bit hyperbolic? Which, you know, is fair enough. I'm 10. 10 It's never happened before. Uh, You know, (laughs) there's a couple things to unpack about what you just said. First of all, Patrick Mahomes is elite. He's I, great. I, okay, I know so, that's so what there's we know no, now. So there's no there's no debating that death tax is Patrick Mahomes. Okay, like <laughs> it is, and and he's shown that you know with a bad offense, with a bad offensive line. If the offensive line wasn't completely hurt in the Super Bowl, they probably would have beat Tampa Bay or would have been a much closer game. Like I can't believe you're saying that about our Lord and Savior Tom Brady in the year 2022. Okay. Well, you said it, not me. Um, <laughs> With the Patriots ruined everything for everybody about pretty much everything. Like all of the the um, the patterns and things. Well, you don't pay a quarterback this much because the Patriots just Tom Brady looked like he was taking pay cuts when in fact they were just transitioning everything into guaranteed money. So instead of getting forty million a year, he was getting twenty five all guaranteed, and it was salary cap friendly. They don't pay anybody in New England, so it was easier to do it that way. 
Now, Peyton Manning, because my co-host Bo Brock on Locked on Cardinals, he brought to my attention, Peyton Manning is the only one going to Denver. Where I think he got three-year, 90 mil, 60 mil guaranteed or something like that, but it's not that much money. It's like, it, it's, at what point are teams going to, our owners and front offices going to understand that once you give somebody $40 million, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. Like, as you just right. mentioned, there's going to be a reckoning at some point or there won't be, and teams are just going to hope you're going to make money hand over fist because you're going to have a star, a quarterback, and it's not going to equate to wins. You know, like, it's, again, but again, the problem is here that Tom Brady and the Patriots for the last 20 years ruined everything. So you have to throw out pretty much all the data from the last 15 years and say we have to start fresh and determine what's the best with our capologist and paying our players, you know. So, like with, with Tyreek Hill, I don't think it was a. I don't think it was a, a. If you get offered that, you get offered what a first, two twos, and two fours, or, or whatever. It was. Yeah, yeah. With how deep the wide receiver uh, wide receiver draft is this year, they could package those two first round picks, move up to top. 10 and take the best wide receiver off the board, Tyreek Hill who? Like there are so I, no many way. wide receivers. No way. I don't I don't care if they trade up and they get Garrett Wilson or Drake London or Chris Olave. I don't care who they get with those picks. It's not going to be Tyreek Hill. So like their wide receiver core could be Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, McCole Hardman and Garrett Wilson. And I still think that they're a significantly worse offense than if they had Tyreek Hill. That I guess that's how I see it. I understand you're saying they can replenish their roster. All the money concerns that they have can be fixed if they hit on drafted players because of how cheap and productive rookie contract players can mm -hmm. be. So I do get that side of the argument, but I guess just color me skeptical that they, any, they can have any wide receiver in this draft or the next draft that they want. And I don't think that it puts them in a better position to win a Super Bowl than if they still had Tyreek Hill on their team, regardless of the money. Whether that's well, right or wrong, I don't know. We get to see, though. We get to watch well, it play out. Let me say this, and I know we need to jump to the most impactful offseason move that's been made, which we're going to hit in just a minute here. Yes. This opens up the possibility for, say what you want about offseason stuff, Antonio Brown, Cheaper wide receivers. Okay, so this isn't just they have a to go trade through the for draft. DK Metcalf. What? Yeah, like, would you trade your your fir, your two first round picks for DK Metcalf this year? I, I think they one, would one hundred percent. I would do one, and then like a third or, and round, first I would and do a second, first and a whatever. You yeah. have the ability now to overpay for a wide right. receiver that's still on his rookie scale deal because these are right. extra picks. And I'll tell you what, Patrick Mahomes will elevate any receiver that is brought in there. Okay, he will. And I know yeah. that it's probably not going to be Tyreek Hill a one-for-one. One. I understand that. But the amount of money that he was just given, the amount of cheese that's now on, on that play, whatever. <laughs> Enter your metaphor here that I just I'm ruined. I'm hungry. <laughs> this is going to benefit the Chiefs moving mm -hmm. forward. They have not won. Like, he has shown, yes, he can have 200 receiving yards in a quarter, which we've seen. And he could also be a complete ghost. This isn't like Randy peak Randy Moss. This isn't peak Antonio Brown. He has right. three for 25s in his arsenal, Tyreek Hill does, if he's skilled yes. for. All they have to do is take take away the, you know, uh, throwing the top off the, of the defense, okay? Yeah. So it, it doesn't mean that it can't be replaced, and the amount of picks they got and the amount of money they don't have to spend 
that's a win for the Chiefs. And just look for some veteran receivers wanting to go play there. Yeah, I, I, I do expect that to happen. But obviously, it's all going to play out. We're going to be here to talk about it on the Locked On NFL Podcast. Thank you for making it your first listen every day. I also want to tell you guys to make your second listen, the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. It's hosted by Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They're bringing you the draft from two different perspectives. Of course, they're breaking down all the prospects, but they're looking at it from the front office view as well. So you get the best of both worlds when it comes to draft coverage. Check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on whatever platform you do stream it's available everywhere and always free another fun thursday locked on nfl edition follow him at tic tac titans follow me at clancy's corner please subscribe to the youtube channel locked on nfl for all of your tennessee titans information Tyler does a fantastic job, even though he pops a vocal cord once in a while, talking about the Tennessee Titans Monday through Friday oh, yeah. on the Lockdown oh, Podcast yeah. Network. You can check me out talking Cardinals Monday through Friday, free and available on all platforms. Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers staying, Russell Wilson going. I'm just Tom Brady I mean, those, back. Those are just, yeah, Tom Brady back. Like, let's split this up, okay? What is the most impactful move and which was the most fun storyline for us to follow in 2022? Let me go. Let's do, I'll do storyline first because I just spurned, yeah. I just threw that at you. And I know Take it away. Tyler can't look at his notes to the right of his screen right now. <laughs> I, I tell him I'm jazz and he's the waltz. Okay. I kind of, I kind of throw things right at you so you can get some sort of just. It's art versus science. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm an artiste. So. The most fun storyline in 2022, Russell Wilson's boring, in my opinion. It's cool, good for Cody Rourke, locked on, locked on Broncos. It's it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And it should be Tom Brady, because I love, but like the the baseline of Tom Brady is like we've seen this for over two decades. We know he's gonna throw 35 plus touchdowns, they're gonna win 10 plus games, maybe 12 plus games with how with what's happened to Atlanta. And they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win a playoff game. They might make the Super Bowl. We've seen this all before. Aaron Rodgers is going to internally combust at some point this year. And I'm here for it because I don't wish ill will on anybody personally ever. You don't ever want anybody to get hurt. You don't want anything bad to ever happen to anybody. Professionally, I hope they win four games. Like, it, it's because he did this. He yeah. knew Devontae Adams wasn't going to be retained. If he got like, that you know contract. What? I don't yep. want anything else in the piggy bank. I want it all. You deserve, you're reaping what you sowed. You are the most mm -hmm. overrated quarterback in NFL history, and you can be while still being a top five quarterback in NFL history. Because all you've done is disappoint when things matter. Yes, that's great with Jeff Janis coming out of the end zone on fourth down. Yes, Hail Marys are cool in the regular season and tying a playoff game, but not if you lose. You were a Des Bryant incompletion away from nothingness. You haven't won an important NFL game in over a decade, yet you're yeah. lauded like you're the greatest thing to ever say down set hike. And I right. hope that – I hope one of two things. I hope that he completely changes his tune – and he becomes a true leader, and they finish 9-8, and eight and they make the playoffs, I hope that happens. I want to see the other side of Aaron Rodgers. I don't wish for failure, but I do 
either want to see him show that it's not all about the money or understand what happens when it is. Yeah, a cheese head can't change its holes, though. You know how that famous saying goes. <laughs> is that a saying? So it what do you think, storyline-wise for you? the most Okay, storyline-wise for me, the the, fun, the funnest thing for me to monitor going forward is going to be Baker Mayfield's situation. Because oh. he, he obviously isn't coming back to Cleveland. There isn't really any logical place for him to go. Um, he's basically got to be a backup. And with his bravado, his ego, uh, it's very obvious. His, uh, you know, commercials, everything, putting out that crybaby note. You know, the Browns want to trade me. I'm sad. Uh, all of that stuff, man. He's just such a showman, and he's so vocal, and he's so out there that no matter what happens with Baker Mayfield, I think it's going to be hilarious to watch and, and see where he goes and and what goes down. As for um, the most impactful uh, offseason addition so far, for me, it's crazy. We didn't even mention this when we were kind of like rattling through mm-hmm. some of the uh, – you know, big moves that have happened. Deshaun Watson to Cleveland, to me, is the biggest one. I think, yeah, Cincinnati looked great last year, but how many times have we seen a team make a little run like Cincinnati made and then come back down to earth the very next year? I mean, look what happened in San Francisco when they went to the Super Bowl. The next year, I believe they were close to getting a a top pick. So, um, at least a mid-round pick. They didn't make the playoffs. So, to me, I, I think that, the Bengals and the Ravens are both, uh, you know, feel good about them. They're going to be good teams. But I think that with the roster that Cleveland has, they add a couple more pieces in the draft. I, I am truly a Deshaun Watson believer. Now, you can leave the off-the-field stuff at the door with this conversation. We don't have time or the energy to go through that whole moral conundrum. But just talking about on-the-field football, I think Deshaun Watson is the biggest impact player. Um, I think in that division, the Browns can immediately be the best team in that division and win it. Whereas I know like Russell Wilson would be a, a very good option here. He's not even my number two, but I know he's a good option. But the AFC West is still as competitive as ever. There's no guarantee that Russell Wilson means that the Broncos' fate will be changed in the AFC West. But I think Deshaun Watson's addition does mean that the Browns will, the Browns, standing in their division will be changed. So I think that Watson is actually the most impactful offseason move uh, so far because of what he can do for the Browns within that division. Keep it simple, silly pants. Tom Brady. <laughs> that is how it goes, right? I knew it! I knew it! I haven't written down his number two. I knew no, it. it. I didn't and the reason why, you. and we get so much flack on Twitter. Oh, people slurping Tom Brady. It's not slurp. Appreciate greatness, man. He's the best quarterback to to ever play. You're going to miss him when he's gone, whether you love him or hate him, okay? Like, (laughs) what they did for the second year in a row is they ran it back. Now, they're not going to have everybody, okay? They've lost a couple players in free agency, but they've got They'll get Julio Jones, though. Yep, they'll they'll get somebody who knows. Like, yeah, like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are there. Gronk will come back. They got Leonard Fournette. You know, they've got... um, uh, DeAnthony or uh, Vaughn, what, what the oh, um, Kishon Vaughn, yeah, 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 Kishon Vaughn. Yep. Um, they've got their offensive line like rinse and repeat. Tom Brady's gonna throw 40 touchdowns, they're gonna win 12 games, and they're gonna win a playoff game. What Tom Brady did down 27 to 3 against the Rams was come back and tie it in a quarter and a half. And if Todd Bowles wasn't so bullish, 
on running cover zero on third downs, the car, they could have made the Super Bowl. And for some reason, they let Cooper Cooper Cup take the top off the defense with for that massive game that ended up in a Mackey field goal. And the rest is the rest is Rams Super Bowl history. Tom Brady's the answer until he's not. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Tyler Rowland, Alex Clancy, we are locked on NFL Thursday. Follow him at Tic Tac Titans. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Thank you for making Locked On NFL your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Aaron Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insider analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's going to be a doozy for them. Eric Crocker and Ryan Tracy are two of the best in the business. We are very lucky to have them as part of the Locked On NFL family. For Tyler Rowland, I'm Alex Clancy. We'll talk to you next week.